how did you get involved into Web3 or blockchain? Chris Martin, head of partnerships for Jump, a Web3 tokenized marketing community. So yeah, how to get involved? I think, honestly, it's kind of a funny story because I remember hearing about it back in 2015. I don't know if I was at a sporting game with one of my friends or something like that, but I heard the word Bitcoin and I kind of thought about it and I was like, oh, it's just like another PayPal. There's all those apps that were coming around at that point. So I didn't really didn't think much of it. And then come two years later, again, with the 2017 bubble that kind of ran up and then bursted for a second there. That's when I got really more interested. I heard about it again, but this time it wasn't as naive. This time I was like, okay, Bitcoin. So what is Bitcoin? And that's when I went down the really the rabbit hole. That's what we say is like in the blockchain. So that's that really got me really excited about it. I was at the time still working at an ad tech, programmatic ad tech company when I was doing that for the last like eight years before switching full-time into web three but yeah that was really where I got like my probably like the shot in the arm of oh this is really exciting this could be really fun and all these other things that could come of it like that's when my wheels started turning about just like all the opportunities that blockchain can provide and also help people and cut down on time and, and save people money and be more safe and secure like we're talking about cookies and dis device IDs and all these privacy compliant things and blockchain has all that wrapped into one. So that's what got me really excited about blockchain back there in 2017. Yeah. And so I would assume your first purchase of cryptocurrency was Bitcoin. Might've been, it was probably one of those. I, when I yeah. started purchasing Bitcoin, probably what well, I definitely bought some Bitcoin back then, never sold any of it. So even when it was at the high of where it is right now, about 19 or 18 at that point, yeah. 2017, Never sold any of it, but I started buying a lot of other things as well. Ethereum was a big one that I had jumped on, and I was dabbling back then in other altcoins, so alternative coins like Polygon and all these other things like Matic and Yada. But I really got back down to, that was more the speculation side of things that the altcoins I was getting into. And there are some really great companies that are part of that, like Filecoin and other things. I really started understanding like at that point, like looking into the utility of alternative coins or the those cryptocurrencies versus just like people buying them because of the thought that they could make a big windfall. So yeah, it's probably Bitcoin, definitely Ethereum. I started buying 50-50 on those. And then yeah, some of the altcoins I dabbled in, but I've since then pulled back on a little bit. Yeah, I bought some Bitcoin, I think in 2019. Okay. But yeah, I think that was my introduction to this whole blockchain world was in 2019. Yeah, you still holding? Or I am, that going? I do. <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And then you took a job at Web3 Company. Correct? More recently. Yep. More okay. recently. Yeah. So back then, probably since 2014. Yeah. 2014, I jumped into the programmatic ad space. That was for a company which was a cross device company. So I really got to learn like the ecosystem of all the programmatic really just the leading edge uh, at the time of like advertising, which we still are in right now. And then the last four years, I moved to another ad tech company and more focused on media analytics and tech. So that's what really got me digging into the data and the technology layers and things like that, that we could build on. That was just really eye-opening to me and finding out like how we can ingest different data sets and how you can find out more actionable insights, like truly actionable. But this has been just in the last, still last three or four years, just the conversations about privacy, about cookies and those things like that just haven't really gotten figured out. Like it's made it really difficult for different technologies without certain of these data sets. But like for debt, for blockchain, I just saw this as that next step of evolution for the space. And it 
blockchain will become programmatic. There will be programmatic ads being served in the blockchain and things like that in the future. The supply is not there. The network's not there yet and whatnot. They're building that currently. Just again, the masses aren't there either. But I saw that and I just really wanted to get on the bleeding edge of that. I've always been interested in challenging myself and finding new opportunities and things that I think are are just something fun to pick up on. And yeah, so at the last, I think I jumped into it in May. So I left my company back in May after having a really good run there, building up a great team, but I just wasn't fulfilled in the sense of just being challenged. So I really wanted to dive a little bit deeper into blockchain. And the only way to do that is actually to, to be using it and to use and to be a part of it. I've been a part of Jump since the very beginning. Jump is a Web3 tokenized marketing community full of agencies. We have uh, all the major holding codes that all these partners that we used to deal with back in the programmatic stages, like of all the major holding codes from around the world, we have half of the Fortune 1000 brands represented. We now have DAOs, so leaders of DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations, and those are more Web3 focused communities. And then we also have startups and ad tech and VCs. So like we have a lot of range. This is really neat because it's just the marketing and there's about like globally, we've already been growing. Like we're already US, North America, Europe. We're expanding still into the APAC, Singapore, India. We still have people there, but just not as strong presence. But it's really unique because I just have never been able to like, I've my companies before, I've worked with people across the world and yada, but this is like such a more of a just across a linear standpoint of like community. And so it's been fun because I've been able to turn my skill set of working with people and understanding technology and being able to explain that in a simple manner to people. And also I'm just elevating my game and the people who I'm talking to. I'm working with VCs, I'm working with CMOs and founders of companies. And yes, I could have done that previously, but just wasn't our bread and butter. So it's been fun to really hone in on that and just and create a new network. I, because I do believe that I feel like I'll be in Web3 for the next 10 years of my career. Why not jump in now while it's still a little bit in the building stages and it's getting quiet right now, which is great because there's some communities and some projects that have fallen off after this crypto winter. But there's also some that are really heavily building and getting tons of investment in. So VCs aren't pulling back on trying to invest in blockchain. They're actually looking at it. We've talked to a few of them and they look at it as we're buying it at a 50% discount right now. So there's they're still very bullish on blockchain and where that's going. And so why shouldn't I be as well when I, my intuition is pulling me there? And then some people can say, yeah, well, blockchain doesn't matter or, or blockchain NFTs don't mean anything and yada. But I've seen it. I see the value. I understand the value. I can see how it will interact with people in the future that don't even know that they're interacting with blockchain or the NFTs in the future, which we can probably discuss with some of these other brands that are doing that right now. When was your light bulb moment when you were like, yep, I can see a fit for blockchain? I think, honestly, I think that was back in 2017 when I really got into what blockchain is and what the, how that could be utilized across all these services and healthcare for one, right? Like regional healthcare systems can't provide your data across different networks. So they they can't share that. So you could go to one state and go to another state and they don't have your information. That could be scary because you could get prescribed something and have a surgery that isn't ready for you, right for you. So like that, just that's an easy one, but then also logistics and transportation and fraud. Those things also are all going to be on the blockchain and how they can make our lives easier, save people money, be more efficient. There's is a handful of things. I think I just got my wheels turning about it and finance too, is how we're able to now currently with cryptocurrency stake your crypto and pretty much earn <clears throat> what banks are doing with your money and saving in the savings account, making interest off you and then just giving you back the very minimal decimal point of interest back. Or now you can loan out your crypto for 
five to eight, 10, 16, 20%. And so you become the bank and that makes that's passive income. And so just for people to understand how they can utilize a ca- their capital assets in a more efficient way, letting your money sit in a savings account, making 0.0% or 0.01% on interest on your know, savings, or even in the stock markets, <clears throat> Still good on most years, seven eight percent. But there's ways of creating there. There's ways of also earning through your crypto as well, where you still hold maintain your keys, and so you own your crypto, but you're actually earning it as in you're receiving a dividend. So like I like to always play mm-hmm. off like certain things that we always remember of like stocks. Pretty much buying. I, I thought of this and told people this a long time ago. Like the way I was buying into alternative coins or into Ethereum blockchain block. Bitcoin, I'm sorry. Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency, so that is that utility. But Ethereum is a layer one network blockchain. So it's like there are different utilities. And I was just thinking I'm buying into the stock markets of tomorrow or I'm stocks of tomorrow that aren't on the NASDAQ that are like now you have Coinbase that's on actually on in the stock market that wasn't before. But that is a centralized exchange that makes sense more. But like for the other companies, I was buying and investing in them. And if they go up with the coin because the value of their company goes up, I'm just like riding a stock price going up, but also while I have that stock, if I wanted to, I could be earning more of that. And then that's my quote unquote dividend. So I'm twofold making money off just the same capital that I would have had that could have been invested in stocks that could sit there and make seven, eight percent or even more on a really good year. Like we had probably a couple of years ago due to COVID after the bounce back, but otherwise standard seven, eight percent standard in the market. So I can get that and more in crypto. And so why not? If I have more control over that, um, that's another thing. A lot of these exchanges, if Robinhood, for example, like they when shutting down for AMC and when they're running up that stock price, they shut that down. You had no control. That's a centralized exchange. They controlled that. With my crypto, it's decentralized unless it's on an exchange per se, but I still maintain my keys and hold that asset versus I'm letting my money, even in TD Ameritrade or any of these other fidelities, sit there. And if they say they don't want to give it out to me, they don't give it out to me. And also they have a seven day, five day window, usually when you sell out of your stock and you have to get your money in, that can be turned around in my pocket in crypto and within the day and hours. So to me, it just was more efficient. I just saw the ease of use. I'm more of a techie person, right? I've been ad tech and I've been doing this for a while and I've always been interested in the new technologies. So yes, I'm not the probably the normal person, but it's getting, it's getting easier. And for me to understand that and for me to then explain that to folks, to, to them, see the value in it, that that's my goal is just advocating for the, the pretty much the space in the industry at large, just because it's not just in marketing. There's brands are going to be the easiest ones for us. As we notice from marketers, seeing that the brands have the, can have really a strong presence with all these consumers around the world and their community, that they're the best to bring that out to them. So like the example of Starbucks with changing with partnering with Polygon for their, their loyalty reward program, it's going to be in the base of their app. You won't even know you're going to have the same app, but you're going to be actually exchanging and, and creating exchange, transactions on the blockchain, which you're buying just your regular coffee. And so that's the stuff that like we keep on trying to elevate and showcase because these are valuable ways and secure ways for brands to get a closer connection with their community and not audiences and segments as we used to call them a lot, but really the people behind those things and create more of a humanized persona because they'll be able to understand too later once they have those wallets connected to your, as more people get onboarded into wallets that 
what else do you hold and what are your interests? And these are not just contextual interests. These are not because you went to a web page. These are things that you buy. And so contextually, they can tell me or tell the targeting that, listen, they're interested in board apes or they're interested in squiggles and art blocks. So they may be more of a collector versus someone that's more into some of these other playful ones. And so you can start inferring things when that is totally privacy compliant, because listen, i Knowing how the blockchain works, I purchased something that's in the ledger that is known to everyone. And so I'm fine if they use that for a targeting aspect to me because they think that they have a product or service that would be good for me, a good fit for me versus today <clears throat> you go on any website or app and they just extract the data from you, throw it into this big pool of supply to say, hey, we got these kind of audiences or these users, target them here. But that's only one piece of the, it's like really like a sliver of the pie because there's different web browsers or different apps. There's different device IDs. There's, there's shared devices in the household. So it's really hard to tell if this is a user that we are trying to target and when and where. And there are signals that can help infer that as well. But again, these contextual overarching things just aren't, as, in a sense, the ter deterministic is another word that we use, and that's more first-party data, like Google and Facebook have a lot of deterministic data that you've logged in, You've everything you're doing on their site is deterministic. You've done that. Where if I go to a website, I don't log in, but you have my web browser and a cookie ID that you're going to then target me because you think I'm interested in this because I clicked on an ad that took me somewhere that I wasn't expecting to go. That doesn't show me that you're actually, you know, that you actually know me as a consumer. And that actually might annoy me getting that ad. Like, oh man, I'm getting this stupid ad because I clicked on this website. Why am I getting that? Because they have nothing else. They're just grasping at straws at this point. And they're trying to get in front of you in the best way they can. So I just see that oncoming of what really blockchain and, and NFTs and how we're going to interact with these things are just going to make more things a lot easier for consumers in the future. They don't see maybe yet because they think of it very techy. But once those things get embedded into these normal apps and the systems that they're using, they're not going to think anything else of it. And they actually might enjoy it more than they know. So that's the hope. Yeah. What other use cases? So there are platforms, I believe, like Nifty Gateway. It allows you to do that. And there's plenty of others giving you options to purchase that. So like that word that person never has to buy crypto, never has to buy yep. create a wallet. It's living on that site, it's living in their server, so it's not truly in blockchain because you have to extract that off their site right. and put it into your wallet, and then that's actually on. But uh, but there are ways of interacting like that. And something that I did here it may not be perfect to this example, but something that is actually going to be probably more realistic in the future than we think now, because we've heard a lot of NFT projects and even brands putting out like a certain selection, a limited number of NFTs, right? And usually like the number is 10,000, but there's no max cap on that. There isn't like a best practice on that for a community to involve a community, to communicate with a community, to get things done through like a DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization that is allowing the community to make decisions and vote on protocols and things like that, and which way that the community should be making their initiatives in their mission statement, that's great. But for a brand, they have millions upon millions of consumers and customers. So there's something that we've been talking about recently. It's like NFTs in the future will be free. Because these brands have all the money to pay for it. They can pay all, they can create the NFT, which costs the creative and all the, the smart contracts development. They can pay for that. They can then pay for the gas fee. That's the standard transaction. You're going to need to pay for that to get that asset over to make that transaction. They're going to pay for all that. So you're just going to go in and mint and you're going to create a Pepsi NFT. You're going to mint your NFT for Pepsi. That will be singly yours. And so this is another just cookie drop practically, but into all these millions and millions of wallets. So for a lot of the brands, they're going to be you're going to be interacting and picking up 
NFTs at concerts, your tickets, right? Some tickets are actually doing that. So for that example, there are probably people that have bought a, a, a ticket from one of these exchanges and Ticketmaster's actually being big into that too. They're pushing that as well. So they're, again, a big brand bring this to the masses, but you're going to be buying your concert tickets or your event tickets and you're not even going to know it, but that was an NFT. And that unlocks a lot of other things that people are going to realize that provide value because Ticketmaster figured that for this example, I remember hearing them speak at NFT NYC about leading up to concerts and then after concerts, like there's a drop off. So like leading up to a concert, they can, they're emailing you, hey, get ready for this, yada. After that concert, they drop off in that connection with that, that artist drops off too. Or now they're actually having that conversation leading up to it. And then also after the fact, because you own this NFT that you've proven you have, they could drop you different merch or you can get an extra discount for the next upcoming concert in your area or different things like that where before there wasn't this the systems in place even with just web 2 to say hey this is my ticket invoice from last concert i went to would you please let me get a discount here it's no that's not how this works like the promo codes and all this other stuff would be so janky but now with blockchain that kind of seems smooths those edges to where i show you i purchased this it's verified now go ahead and do whatever you'd like. If you want to purchase a new ticket or if you want to buy more swag or if you want to do whatever it is, find an event that you can get backstage passes to with to get that because you've been to five concerts. So there's those areas of also creating loyalty where if I've been to five concerts, guess what? You just now are getting a backstage pass to your next concert, right? Like that, mm -hmm. that you would never have done in the past. You'd never have imagined it. Like I've been to all the concerts for Tom Petty. Great. What'd you get from that? You saw them around 20 different states around the U.S. It's what you got yeah. nothing for that. Where obviously this technology is a little, I use Tom Petty, I'm a big classic rock guy, fun at that. But anyone really, but it's just like, that's where I see like some of those more experiential opportunities to come up with that, but people are going to love it. And then they're not, they're going to come back and realize it was blockchain all along, which is going to be funny for those that have always been naysayers of it. But it's, and it's totally fine, like on that point. Because a lot of people, it's true. We don't like to think about it, but like it's everyone fears what they don't understand. So it's not surprising that there are a lot of people saying blockchain's a fraud or NFTs are just a bunch of crap. It's because they don't, they either haven't done the due diligence or looked into it, or in some cases they have and they've gotten burned in a rug pull because they jumped on the wrong bandwagon for a project and then they got their money pretty much pulled from out from under them. And then they're just now from ever then saying that they're not worthwhile and valuable. But the, you can obviously tell from where the market's gone, even with the pullback, it's created another base a benchmark for us to build off of. And so that's where we're at right now. But I think it's going to have a lot of more pull in the future, a lot more up growth in the future for sure. Do you play Tom Petty on those electric drums? Yeah, those little drums. I would, yeah. No, I do. I like the I like one awesome. of those easy classic rock beats. Yeah, I picked that up after COVID happening. I had a bigger drum set and I had to get rid of that just because it wouldn't fit in the office anymore since I had to make this my, my go-to for the day-to-day. -day. Yeah, real drums would probably make your neighbors scream. Yeah, yeah. And I'm in a condo in the middle unit. So I don't oh, nice. Around. Yeah, in the middle oh, of the day. Night, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's great. Yeah. Chris, it's been a great conversation think we're running up against our time. Is there a place that you want people to connect with you after they hear the episode? Yeah, sure. You can find me on LinkedIn, just LinkedIn, whatever that slash is, linkedin.com slash just Chris21, the number 21, Martin. And then you can also find me there as well on Twitter, just at Chris21Martin. And then, yeah, if you want to look into more, I mean, I'm on Discord, you can get me there, but maybe DM me in one of those other social platforms first. And if you want to learn more about Jump, it's a great community. If you're into marketing and advertising and you want to learn more, if you're at a Web2 brand or an agency right now, but there's not a lot of people talking about it and you want to just do a little more research and education, definitely check out 
um, jumpcommunity.xyz. And that will be your kind of landing page just to jump on there and to apply to get a membership and to get more involved in the community. And that's something that is unique to the jump, I would say, is that we aren't an NFT project that just allows anyone and everyone to jump in. Um, it is more of a verification vetting process. So we don't have those kind of bad actors. And we also do want to create a really quality community in which we've been really do, uh, successful at doing so far. So, yeah, if you want more information, you can find me there and then we can just continue the conversation. Thanks, man. It was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, you too. You too, Matt.